This episode of .za is brought to you by Anchor FM. If you like the show and would like to make your own, let me tell you a bit about Anchor FM. Firstly, it's free and has all the tools you need to create content from your phone or your computer. You can even add music from Spotify. The sky's the limit. Start your own radio show or do something like this that the world has never heard before. Anchor FM will automatically share your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more. Download the free Anchor app or find out more at Anchor FM. Good morning, Molweni, Khuyamora, how's it? And welcome to .za, the show for South Africans, by South Africans and about South Africans living abroad. At .za, we network with South Africans from across the globe, telling your stories, learning from your challenges and providing a much-needed community to celebrate our heritage and cultural connections across time zones. And yes, as a country, we've just celebrated Heritage Day. So what better time to listen to .za and hear from your fellow South Africans abroad who can share and relate to your longings for Brai and Kayed. <laughs> but before we jump into the interview, let's ground ourselves and celebrate the beauty of South Africa with a visit to another one of our virtual venues. On the promotional show, we visited Table Mountain and today we're at Boulders Beach. Yes, we paid to get in, yes, because it helps to keep the beach nice and clean. They need the money for that and to maintain a standard. You know, Moss. <laughs> but did you also know that you get a discount when you visit Boulders Beach? If you've got one of those wild cards, you're going to have to Google wild cards on um, Discount South Africa for more information. Okay, so here we are at Boulders Beach. Let's take a deep breath in. That's it. Breathe in. Do it with me. And let yourself center. <laughs> center ourselves and breathe out. Let go of all your worries. And let me tell you a bit more about this amazing venue. So Boulders Beach is a sheltered beach made out of inlets, made of inlets between the granite boulders, which is why it's called boulders. Um, granite boulders is a rocks, no? rocks for your levativity. <laughs> it's located in Cape Peninsula in Simonstown and it's a popular tourist spot because of the colony of African penguins which settled here in 1982. Yes, it wasn't just Jan van Riebeek who came in 19... Oh wait, that was 1650. Never mind, never mind. Listen, I've been to boulders many times before now and I've not known this. These African penguins are found only on the coastlines of South Africa and Namibia and they are currently on the verge of extinction. And as a result, the penguins are under the protection of Cape Nature Conservation. And although they're set in the middle of a residential area, Boulders is, Boulders is one of the few sites where these vulnerable birds can be observed at close range, wandering freely in a protected natural environment. And they get along just fine with the neighbours as well, as long as we keep our plastic out of the sea and our beaches nice and clean. From just two breeding pairs, or two, yeah, two breeding pairs in 1982, the colony of penguins has now grown to over 3,000 birds. Yalla, that's amazing. <laughs> Any penguins is by a pisach, no? <laughs> okay, we've got such beauty in South Africa and I hope you get to visit soon and I hope Cape Nature Conservation is listening because I'm also looking for sponsorship. Okay, okay, on with the show. My next guest and first guest on .za, I'm very proud to say and to welcome my good friend Lyle Hecrith 
full disclosure, Lyle and I grew up and went to school together in Elsie's River. Yes, in the northern suburbs of Cape Town. We were in the same class throughout primary school. And we lived on the same street, Coral Close in Riverton. Shout out to Coral Close and Riverton. <laughs> Until we, until Lal and I finished high schools, we went to different high schools. But it's, um, um I can honestly say, Lal can all my files. <laughs> okay, true story. Our grandmothers were neighbors, and they could swap stories for sure. So that's how long Lal and I know each other. And so another special thank you to Lal and to Elaine. Thanks, Lal, for agreeing to be on the show and timing out from your family, um, um, all the way from Sydney, Australia. Very excited to hear Lyle's story because he moved with his family, Elaine and the kids, just before COVID hit. Literally a couple of months before the travel ban. So it's going to be an interesting story. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome, Lau. Ah, thanks, Manfred. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for, for, for reaching out and, and asking me to, to join the, the, the podcast. Uh, exciting times, you know. <laughs> I like to uh, engage or participate in these type of things because I find it interesting. Excellent. Especially when we're all scattered all over the world. I mean, we all grew up in the same street, but here we are. <laughs> so um, just in terms of, of how I ended up in Sydney, uh, that is a bit of a funny story because it was never my intention to leave South Africa. Uh, it wasn't something me and my wife spoke about. It was never uh, something we looked into. Uh-huh. Um, it started in May 2018. I was in pick and pay with my wife and I got a call on my phone, which I missed. Yeah. And um, I got home and I, I saw uh, from the US and uh, it was a voice message and it was one of the execs I used to previously work for in the US um, while I was in the UK. And the voice message, all it said was, hey, now, Mark here, it's been about 10 years since we've spoken. <laughs> oh can, you be, can, can you get on a plane and be in uh, Melbourne? In the end of June. Who are you circling with when you're getting calls like this from from America? <laughs> it's like Obama calling me. <laughs> and, and at first, I thought I thought this is some kind of joke, you know, because like like I said, I haven't spoken to this guy in in ten years, and uh, I, uh, I played the message for Elaine, and she said call him back, and I phoned him, and uh, so, so he was basically one of the. Um, we were one of the execs for a company, but it was US based. Okay, so we, okay. we, we looked into a possible deal in Melbourne. Mm. Um, he asked me to, to go over and I, I, still, I still wasn't sure it was true. And then, you know, he sent me the email and stuff. And mm-hmm. I told him it's, it's unrealistic for me to get on a plane within the next two or three weeks, you know, with yeah. visas and all this and that. And yeah. um, come July the 8th, I landed in Melbourne. I was uh, at the Hyatt Hotel and that's where I was. And that's on the 8th of July. <laughs> And listen, um, listen still... I, I wanted to ask, is it still quite tricky to get? Because I know a lot of South Africans don't even have passports, right? I mean, uh, I, when, yeah. I mean, certainly when I was growing up, you know, it was such a thing when you got your ID book. <laughs> now <they've> got... <laughs> so you had yeah. all those things to hand at the time. Yeah, uh, you see, part of, um, like part of my, my, say my, my contracted work is to have a valid passport because okay. of the nature of the work. And okay. it's a multinational operating in many countries. Right. So uh, part of it is 
you mm. you could be asked to 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 be anywhere or at any time obviously within limits of course and, and reasonable time frames yeah yeah so yeah so so so, so, so the mean, message the message for south africans as well who are looking to travel is you need to have a valid passport and get yourself connected to these companies that are all over the world absolutely but you know we won't go into home affairs and actually get in the passport oh, yeah. <laughs> itself is a challenge so, oh so. my i won't okay wait wait i must interrupt please i, I won't tell you my home affairs story but go on, tell me, I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, you know, um, we have a home affairs, closest one is Belleville. Uh, mm. And then obviously, you know, I didn't need to go, but I'm saying eventually when my wife came to get their stuff sorted uh, and the uh, kids, uh. I took about five or six trips to Paul, we either oh. offline or they just closed the doors without notice. But, you wow. know, I mean, we eventually got it and everything was sorted. So yeah. um, coming back to, to landing in Melbourne. So mm-hmm. I ended up in Melbourne on the 8th of July. I met up with the team in the U.S. The guys mm-hmm. from the U.S. arrived. Um, you know, we had our briefing the Sunday. It was a Friday, I think, we landed. Friday mm-hmm. morning or Friday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember. And then um, we had our briefing and then we got to work. And um, it was we were busy bidding for something. And this was going to take about six months to do, right? Wow. And I... And then I basically said to them, I'm not staying here for six months. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, that's not on the card. And then I commuted between Melbourne and Cape Town every four weeks, four to six what? weeks or so. So six weeks Melbourne, four weeks home. I did that until November, to, so from July to just November re- 2018. Just remind us what the time zone difference is or the time difference is. It's eight hours when it's um when it's I think when it's no daylight savings. And then yeah. it's nine hours when it is. So it's, you so know, it's like, it's... like at the... So whenever you Sorry. moved one way or the other, you would lose or gain nine or eight hours. I would either lose or gain. <laughs> yeah, that's another, that's another story because I gained a lot more than the hours. The weight came with it too. Oh my goodness. And, and trying to adjust and climatize and everything. So yeah. yeah. So wow. I did that till about November 2018 where uh-huh. we finished off that bid. Yeah. And then I went back to South Africa. I was yeah. home for a week or two, and then yeah. um, I got another call from someone saying, "Can you, you know, you've got your visa now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorted. Can you rock up and go to Sydney? I just wanted to go have a look at something in Sydney, and that was the 26th of November, 2018. Um, and then I still maintained the commuting between Cape Town and Sydney uh, for until the end of 2019. So, wow. um, so like I say, from twenty, from so from May wow. twenty eighteen wow. to December twenty nineteen, I commuted every six weeks between the two countries. Oh so my goodness, La, What what La, What is your uh, what what did you study? I'm just out of interest because I'm a, I think I need a career change also now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was fun and games, mainly, but you know it, it does get a bit tiring and stuff. No, so so in terms of studying, so so my my, my actual job description, um, I work as a business analyst for this for this company. Okay. Uh, it's a IT IT consultancy. Um, okay. Okay. IT. I, I did a couple of. Um, yeah, so, so I work as a business analyst. We, my specific role is specializing in data migration for banks okay. and insurance houses. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, did it. So um, yeah, so the studies uh, around the, around you know the, the okay. business and systems analysis and stuff and uh, and and, and, and IT and IT. Um, so th- that came with with the role and stuff. Yeah, it was never okay. really. Uh, I mean, my, my so, so I started doing becoming informatics. Okay, okay. I, I started with that. Uh, I didn't finish that, to be honest with uh, you. Uh, uh, um, yeah. 
I went I went on and I did uh, two postgrads at uh, at UCT. I did a postgrad in innovative leadership and I did okay. a postgrad in, in just uh, business administration and stuff. Ah, okay. And then I did a couple of certifications, like you know, like in 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 uh, like um, ITIL and uh, Prince okay. two and those types of things. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. Yeah. Oh, so ongoing. Okay. I mean, it's it's a changing it's a changing industry. So you need to keep up so with yeah, the time. Dynamic, the time, very suppose. dynamic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay. And I think our company has this methodology that they sell to these global uh, insurance houses, and that yeah, basically yeah. I became a subject matter expert in that. Uh, and I think that gave me a good footing to actually yeah. go out and go do these yeah, things. Yeah, and that's what it takes, I guess. You need to. It's it is about kind of being. It sounds almost like you had to be a generalist, but also a specialist, you, right? You, so you, exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly what uh, one of the, the one of our directors said. He said, "You know, it's good to be a, a, a specialist." But there comes a time where you have to wear many hats when you yes. speak to different people. Yeah, and yeah, and I, 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 I think we can take that so because I think I can become a director there by your company. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never know. I, mean, like, like I, I ended up in Sydney just for not for, for, for returning a phone call. So you never know wow. what the future is. Mm, see if, see if yes. I get a call from the US. <laughs> so all the families so, so, family still in yeah. South Africa as well, no? Um, yeah, it's only my sister. My sister's been in the UK now for about 20 years, I think. Ah, um, yes, yes, of course. So she's been living in it for about 20 years. That's home to her. Uh, um, uh, yeah, um, yeah no, my, um, my dad still lives in South Africa. My wife's family is all in South Africa. So, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. everyone is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the art still longs to go there and stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, time to time. But you know, with technology, we speak to them almost every day. So, but, and, and I think with us, sorry. No, I was just going to ask you. But now, how long? How long have you been in Sydney for? Um, I've been. I guess. I mean, living there now with your family. Oh, oh, like moving over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jan twenty twenty. I came over on the eleventh of Jan or the seventeenth of Jan twenty twenty. My wife and kids arrived a week later. So, Does, was yeah. that after or during COVID? I can't think. That was COVID was already a thing then? Um, no? it's, remember, the, the, the patient zero started in one in, in December 2019, remember? Right. So, wow. So, 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 but that's another thing, another point we get into. You know, it's like yeah. you're saying, the rest of the family still in South Africa. We haven't seen them uh, yeah. since then. I mean, um, but I don't think they've also seen each other with this whole pandemic. Yeah. Um, and that leads right into the next question. What's been yeah. the toughest thing about adjusting here <laughs> and stuff, right? Yeah, sure. So, 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 so it's like, I think for my kids, it was the toughest thing because they arrived in Jan 2020 mm-hmm. and Sydney went into lockdown March 2020. Wow. So my seven-year-old son in his world is, he took me from my happy place in Cape Town. Yeah. He brought me to a foreign country. Locked I can't do my... much. All, all these restrictions, I play yeah. in my yard. In my I yard, go to yeah. the park for a walk, yeah. but I can't touch anything. So yeah. it was been adjusting for him and stuff. And, and wow. yeah, and I think just, you know, making sure he's comfortable settling yeah, into yeah, a new yeah. school and stuff. And yeah. um, the suburb, getting to know the suburb and, you know, wow. and, and people around and stuff. But yeah. Wow. So, you, I mean, you literally came, you moved countries in the middle of the storm. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> well, it was one of two things. But my family stays in Cape Town. I continue the commute, but I just couldn't anymore. Man, for it between, wow. like I say, in eighteen months, I had thirty-two flights between Cape Town wow. and, and Sydney. If no, I, mean, Lala, I, must one, I must get my emails from you then. 
<laughs> Mind you, those emails wouldn't have helped because, you know, and it was a good thing your family did move with you because exactly. afterwards exactly. there wasn't a chance. You could have still been, they could have still been now that South Africa, I don't know, is South Africa on the red list for Australia as well, like at the moment? Pretty much. And yeah. I'll, give you, I'll tell you why, yes. Um, you know, my mom passed away two months ago. Yes, and I applied, yes, applied, yes. applied for an exemption to go back. Yes, and our and, condolences. Um, yeah, yeah, no, thanks, man. And I, I was unable to get the travel exemption because of the, 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 the well, the red list, like they put oh, it. Wow. So um, they looked at it. I mean, I supplied all the documents and they said, look, yeah, um, the reality is because you're still a South African citizen, you are more than welcome to go back. We cannot stop you. But yeah. we can't guarantee you'll be allowed back into Sydney within the next year because of what's happening. That's basically what it was. So <sighs> it, was, it was a tough thing to do, a tough uh, choice yeah. to make, but, uh, you know. I couldn't wow. risk being stuck there again and then stuck over here. So. Yeah, because now all your family's over there in Sydney, and you know exactly. it, would be, it would be this. It would be it's a choice between two evils, really. It, it, um, exactly. Exactly. Honestly, so, yeah. Wow, it sounds like an incredible journey, and I'm ever so grateful for you to for sharing that with the uh, with the audiences. Lal, this is actually the wildest story that I've had, and it's the first story <laughs> that I'm recording on the podcast. So, so I'm glad we. Did didn't set it up like this and it was going to be sensational but wow it definitely does sound like something else it's been a, a, a lot of uh, yeah trauma yeah, I, as well I, think, right? I mean you know yeah and, and, and you know just 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 rolling with it uh you know embracing the experience and, yeah. and, and that's exactly what it is maybe me and my wife often sit and we say you know yeah we we here now we here yeah. now this is an yeah. adventure i'm yeah. just going to carry on with adventure yeah. and see how it goes so a lot so. of a, a, a lot of people um you know there's always been talk i don't know you know about the, the brain drain and you know people yeah. actually being very intentional about leaving south africa um, yours didn't happen that way. You know, you didn't intentionally no. <laughs> decide. You know that you've done. You've had enough of South Africa. You, South Africa is still very much your home in in one sense absolutely. as well. Right? Um, absolutely. And I and part of me wonders whether that's not a better attitude to have than just like <laughs> I want to get out of here and I want to escape. But of course, people come from different backgrounds and there's different I remember and now you'll remember because we were at the same primary school together <laughs> that we would yeah. lay on the fields in the primary school there's so many stories I can say to you, I can tell you that only you can connect with we would lay on the fields and the planes would come in right up over yeah. our soccer football fields and landing at Cape Town International Airport and we could we would be able to see the landing gear <laughs> come out yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and for a lot of people you know that was sort of like almost a mysterious you know experience <laughs> want longingly wanting to actually experience that as well um mm-hmm. you know and and now you, in your situation it's almost like you've just been plucked up and put somewhere else and kind of like you say rolling it's, with it <laughs> it's, it's pretty much it man Chris, because you yeah. know like i was saying me, me in the lane when i was commuting it was i'm gonna do this for two years see how we can manage yeah and it started getting harder and harder yeah. being away from the family and you know yeah. and then they're like you know let's do this and i mean yeah. elaine has a full-time job she's yeah. She 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 works as well. So there's a lot of things to consider before I just oh. made the move. Like yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just do this. So yeah. she was on board, and yeah. Um, yeah, here here we are. I think though um, also there is that mentality. A lot of South Africans uh, asked me when I left South Africa, like, why would you leave South Africa? You know, there's the beautiful yeah. beaches and the Table Mountain and the you know the safaris that we could never absolutely. afford. 
you know, <laughs> but, but all those things were there, um, you know, and, but this, but the idea even that you could leave your space um, is sometimes, yeah. is, is even that is hard, right? So even for you who had the means and the companies were uh, sponsoring and endorsing, yep. you know, you need, you still needed to go through that whole conversation about, you know, leaving this behind and moving on, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you 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 you're forty years old. You established mm. back home in your career, mm. in your mm. house. Mm. Your, your your whole support structure, everything is there. Yeah. And then you just decide, um, right? So mm. let's move mm. to a country where you have no support structure. Yeah. You only know your colleagues. You have yeah. you do have friends scattered all over Australia, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's each to his own over here. It's a different it's a, culture. So yeah, so, they, yeah. yeah no, it's definitely more uh, individualistic, right? Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so on that note, are the people friendly enough? I don't know. <laughs> What's it like there? Are the well, Aussies <laughs> welcoming? <laughs> It's, it's a good question because I'll give you an example. So the team I work in, right? So so mm-hmm. I work with we about like, we're quite a large team, but mm-hmm. it's guys from the UK, mm-hmm. uh, this guys from New Zealand, mm-hmm. from the US, from mm-hmm. Sweden, oh, uh, from uh, the Philippines. Yeah, um, yeah it's like uh, Argentina. Um, from Port Elizabeth, from oh, Johannesburg. Wow. So maybe you <laughs> so, have that foreignness in common. <laughs> I, I think that does add a bit of, you know, like that, that safety in numbers, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I make no mistake, I have had my run-ins with a couple of, of locals, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. And, 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 and I, think, I think being uh, 1.85 meters tall and almost 130 <laughs> kilograms does sway in my favor from time to time. <laughs> not ideal, I know, but it does sway in my favor. No, yeah. we, we've had yeah. our moments, man. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, for the it's... better part, it's been a positive experience. Oh, that's good. It's always difficult. I mean, it's one of those things that you maybe don't anticipate changing countries. It's the cultural yep. nuances, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, I, I remember being in the UK and speaking to someone and them going, what, what, like, what, like, like, like they just like, they, they don't hear me. And, and people, when they meet someone of a different culture is in my experience, when they meet someone on a, of a different culture, they immediately, their brain goes to a mode that goes, actually, once for starting my car. <laughs> You know, we don't understand each other. It's fine. Pretty you know? much. And, and then and everything needs to move a lot slower for them to make sense of you. But act, but it's the same for the person on the receiving end, right? Your yep, accent yep. is new to me and my accent is new to you. So let's <laughs> let's kind of try and meet each other halfway. So anyway. What, yeah, what, it's been a challenge. What, what advice would you, would you give to South Africans who are, like, I guess, up and comings or um, people that are now thinking about maybe spreading their wings and traveling abroad from South Africa. I mean, obviously yeah. now it's hard, but if the yeah. let's pandemic aside, like red list countries aside, you know, when you get the opportunity, what kind of advice would you I would be so fresh in it yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not easy, but if the opportunity comes, you know, you, you, you don't say no, just do it. Do it. Mm. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but do it. And I'll be honest, like last year there were times where i told you you know i'm missing home and stuff mm. we're missing the family we're missing the support uh mm. you know the kids started settling in and we're like the kids are loving it i'm mm. I'm, I'm getting used to it uh, mm. and, and this is what i wanted to say you know with covid it's maybe that's the positive from this because even the family back home can't mingle they can't have the get-togethers and stuff because of the yes. restrictions yes. so yes. we just but i mean if the opportunity comes you know i i would say they must if you get the chance grab it with both hands yeah. take it 
it's it's you don't know unless you do it. And if all yeah. else fails, you have a base to go back to. South Africa will always be your home. Yes. It's part of who you are, you know, it's your roots. So I love that. I love that. It's part of who you are, it's your roots. I think it's so true because I, I think I, I, I'll always have that. I still, South Africa um, will always be part of me. But even though um, I'm in, in a different place in the world, you know, you just like, there's no place like your birth country, right? But, but I think, but I think that the challenge as well for you and for people that are new to mm-hmm. moving from South Africa is also missing that um, cultural connections, just like, like knowing where you're walking, I walk here. <laughs> this is my space, this air that I breathe. <laughs> Uh, you're right, you're right. And I think just with, with that said, I think on Friday being, was it Heritage Day back it was Heritage or National Day, Friday, yes. I think me, myself and Elaine, my wife, we, we felt that on Friday. Did you? We, we, yeah. we missed that, that togetherness yeah. of being at home and just praying in our own, in our space, yeah. in our yard, you know, massive yard and stuff. Yeah. It was just, it's just something that you must. I mean, awesome. what to say? We could we, we couldn't do it. We could do it over here, but it's just not the same because no, no one else is experiencing and celebrating what the day is about. Of course, no, it's not. And no, it's not the same. Exactly, and I mean, like I've, I've always told someone also, like you know, it's you know, pe- people leave for various reasons, like you say, based on their circumstances. I've met yes. people over here who had nothing but horrible things to say about South Africa. And yeah, I have to respect yeah, yeah. that because that is their choice. Uh, yeah, you know? and their the experience. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, my, I had an awesome experience. I still love the place, you know. <laughs> Same, yeah. I talk about it all the time. I'm sure these people think, then, why don't you just go back? Because <laughs> yes. all you talk about. But <laughs> it's I get my that own, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah no, de- no, definitely. Uh, yes, a Heritage Day being this uh, Friday gone. Um, yeah, exactly. it's always bittersweet. Um, yep. You know, and yes, I don't think anyone can quite relate to it because the South African spe- experience is definitely a unique experience. Lal, it's been fantastic having you, and hopefully, you know, this is going to be a, also a benefit to other South Africans, either just thinking about traveling, but also finding themselves in new spaces, new places, adapting to new cultures, and just knowing that you're not you're not alone. There are many of us going through <laughs> these absolutely sort of cultural metamorphosis or something. You know, it's like a, this change. Um, and we can do it. Uh, technology is also helpful now, so we can connect online. But <clears throat> but let's hope yep. also that this pandemic gets over and done with, finishing class as soon as possible. Exactly. Because you exactly. know the motherland is calling. <laughs> I was just going to say, with that said, when this is done, I think the first trip myself and my family is going to take is to go back to Cape Town. Oh obviously. my goodness! Obviously, it's the nicest part of South Africa, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> the joke, you the know, joke, when, when the, pe- joke, the Joburg people are not agreeing with me now. <laughs> when yeah, you're going to get a lot of backlash today, and everyone else on Joburg. When when people ask me over here, how would you describe Cape Town? And then you know, I, I hope I'm not going to make any enemies by my this comment <laughs> I, I basically say it's 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 basically it's a first world city it's a first say, it know. is it's a first, first world city. city it's a first world and city. um and you know it's i think we what makes it a bit easier over here we have a similar landscape surrounded by the water and the beaches yes, yes you do yes. miss stepping out of your house and seeing that table mountain from time oh, to time oh so. my goodness yes because you, you grew up with it so yes yeah. now that sleeping giant <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I miss it completely. I, I miss it. I feel the same. So I've, I haven't been back since, oh gosh, 2018 was my last trip. Um, 
Sure. And um, yeah, no, definitely feeling it now. Like, and, I, and my flight got cancelled, obviously, just before COVID in 2019. So um, that was heartbreaking. And I think actually I've coped quite well with COVID myself, but in uh, with, the, with the various lockdowns, I mean, I've not, mm-hmm. I've, thankfully I've never had COVID, but the various lockdowns we've had, like many people have, but the last lockdown was the one where my flight got cancelled. And honestly, Lau, I th- tell you, I think if I, I, I've never been depressed, but I got pretty close. <laughs> pretty close you, to. You, you were looking forward to it and stuff when you had I had, booked, I had rent, rentals, rentals, had to yes. cancel the rental, had to cancel the accommodation. Had to, oh man, it was, it was, a, it was something else. Eh? <laughs> but now uh, I've, I've taken up uh, uh, enough of your time. That's not a very polite South African way. No? You've got to tell someone. I still do that from time to time over here. My underphone lay. My underphone lay. Yeah, it's been wonderful it's, having you. It's been you great catching show. up, my friend. It's been fantastic Thanks. catching up. And definitely, definitely, we must do it again soon. I'm sure uh, we can find a way to get. We want to get as many South Africans on the show as we can, and we want to invite people to kind of call in or dial in and get connected with that uh, ZA. Um, on Facebook, um, that's what it is. Dot uh, ZA, D O T Z A. Um, uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, have a look there. Comment, post, get in touch. Um, I would love to hear your story uh, about how you adapted to your new world, wherever you find yourself as a <laughs> South African. All right, thanks, Lau. Speak to you later. Thanks, Ciao. Uh-